Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for bringing us all here today, and I pray that you would open our hearts so that we can all hear from you. Amen. Imagine this. After a long, hard day of teaching and listening, you and your friends are ready to take the journey home. You head out on the water, and within a few minutes, you're fast asleep. While you are asleep, a wild storm brews up. All of your friends begin to panic. But you remain sound asleep, never noticing the harsh rocking of the waves. This is the setting that Jesus found himself in, in Mark 4, verse 35. Jesus had spent all day preaching of parables in the hot, desolate lands of Palestine. Many of you know how draining teaching can be, and many of you only have to teach for a few hours a day. But Jesus was out there teaching from morning till night. He was mentally and physically exhausted when he boarded the boat to head back across the lake. A few minutes after the ship set out, Jesus fell asleep in the stern of the boat. While sleeping, a storm arose. Wild wind, giant waves, and bright, deathly streaks of lightning. You can imagine how terrifying this storm must have been, because even the disciples who were raised as fishermen were terrified of the storm. When the storm intensified, the the disciples freaked out. They did not know what to do. They could not empty the boat faster than the water was entering the boat, and the waves were about to make their vessel capsize. In a panic, they woke up Jesus shouting, Teacher, do you not care if we drown? A drowsy Jesus woke up, and without hesitation, he rebuked the winds and the waves, saying, Quiet, be still. All at once, the wind dies down, the skies cleared, and the gentle waves began to lap against the side of the boat. When it was over, and everything was quiet, he turned to his disciples and said, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? He was not angry with them, but rather disappointed in their faith and understanding of who he truly is. The terrified disciples, finally finding their words, looked at each other in awe, asking, Who is this man? Even the wind and the waves obey him. After living with Jesus for over a year, they still ask, Who is this man? What kind of question is that? By this time, the disciples had seen many miracles performed by Jesus, like healings and the casting out of demons. They know what really makes him angry. They know if he snores after a long day's work. They know that his blood type is O negative, the universal donor. They know who Jesus is. They know that he cries tears of sadness and tears of joy. They know that he likes his pizza with anchovies. They know who Jesus is. They know the compassion he has for the young, the old, the sick, and the outcasts. They know of his courage and his fearlessness of confrontation. They know who Jesus is. But when Jesus takes control of nature itself, they ask, Who is this man? While at first this may seem like a ridiculous question, given their history together, it is indeed the right question. Throughout the centuries, people have struggled to grapple with this, but we all need to find the answer. And at this moment, the disciples were finally realizing the answer to this question. Jesus is God. Who is this man? Who do you say 
that Jesus is. I have lived in Houghton my entire life. I've grown up in the church. I know all of the youth group answers. Jesus, Bible, pray. I could list off all the books of the Bible because I learned them in the Schmidt Sunday School class. I have gone to a Christian school my entire life. Preschool, elementary school, middle school, and high school. I've gotten an A in every single Bible class I have ever taken. I, like the disciples, know exactly what it is like to live with Jesus on a daily basis. A lot of you have found yourselves in situations similar to mine. As believers, we find it easy to know about Jesus, but not really know who he is. For this reason, it is critical that we ask ourselves and answer this question. Who is this man? This story clearly demonstrates that Jesus is God. This is a significant and necessary part of the gospel story. Because Jesus is fully human as well as fully God, the sacrifice that he makes for us on the cross has meaning. If it were not true, we would be lost. Jesus needs to be God in order to take the sins of the world onto his shoulders. This divine side of Jesus makes him perfect, and only a perfect sacrifice could effectively bear the sins of the world. When we see that Jesus also takes the role of God, all of his teachings fall into place. In the passages before the calming of the storm, Jesus is teaching the people about the kingdom of God through a series of parables. We can see that this emphasis is important because Jesus being God shows us that the kingdom of God is at hand, that we will one day spend forever in heaven. If he were not God, all of his teachings would not add up. We long for a way to relate and to create a bond with God, our creator and our comforter. Jesus is a perfect mediator and direct connection with our heavenly father. He is like us, but he is divine. He is human, but he is God. And once we realize this, just like the disciples, we can see him work practically in each of our lives. We all face storms, don't we? For me personally, I face the stress of school on a daily basis. This is something that we might consider a minor storm. No one's sick, no one is hurt, but the situation is something that I need to call upon the Lord for peace. Six hours of school on top of sleepless nights due to homework can be pretty exhausting, so this is one of my storms. In the same way, there are also much harder storms and more serious storms that people face, such as dealing with the loss of a loved one or watching a spouse go through a life-threatening illness. Each of us have our own personal storms, whether it's a storm in a relationship, such as a conflict between a parent and a child, or a broken family, or even distance and dispute between friends. Maybe you're struggling with a storm dealing with life changes, such as a job change, a big move, or getting ready to graduate. Another common storm is the storm of moral issues, like addiction or a recurring sin. No matter what situation you find yourself in, whether you think it a large or small storm, Jesus can come to the center of it and bring peace. This does not necessarily mean that a broken relationship will be healed or that a loved one will return to good health, but it does mean that Jesus will be with you in your time of struggle, even if you don't get the outcome that you want. Jesus will bring peace in spite of your storm. We are like the disciples. We cry out, Jesus, why are you sleeping? Can't you tell that I'm drowning in my storm? Can't you help me? We get angry with him because we do not think that he is doing anything to help us. Little do we know what waits down the road. 
Jesus will stand up and say, peace, be still. Jesus can calm our storms. We can turn to him because we know that he is the one that is fully in control, that he can and will bring peace. So the question remains, who is this man? Jesus is God.